day, everyone. It's Kevin Finkel here. Welcome to episode number 45 of Magic... Uh, 46, I believe, actually, of Magic the Final Frontier. This is a podcast all about the MTG Frontier format, where we keep our listeners up to date with what is new, powerful, and interesting in the world of Frontier. My name is Ryan Schwenk. I am the Japan hobbyist out of Tokyo, Japan. So our topic for today is that we want to talk about a little bit of the changes that have come out with Guilds of Ravnica. So we want to look at some exciting new deck lists, see the results of a recent tournament, as well as see what's going on with what we've been playing, what we've been seeing online. So we'll talk a little bit about how Guilds of Ravnica has shaken up the Frontier format. Yes. So I think we should start off. I want to say congratulations on your second place finish in Season 6 of the Untap Open. Oh, very close. Yeah, there yeah, was some can close. Can you tell me about that a little bit? Um, yeah. I mean, I ran, ended up running a Tarka. I wasn't quite comfortable on anything else we were testing, and I knew that a lot of people were trying some weird things at the end of last season. So I went with the Tarka. It did quite well. I the finals were, were all very one sided games. I think the person on the play just smashed the other person every time. Uh, mm-hmm. He he, he um, mana screwed a couple times. I flooded twice. So mm-hmm. it was a yeah. Wasn't the most and, and, dramatic victory. I know, I know Tarka has always been, you know, a good choice. It's always performed very well, but I don't know if it's actually ever won an event. I mean, not recently, because I know, you know, we've hmm. had, I think, uh, like Esper Vehicles, I think, was one, and then we had, like, uh, Black Aldrazi, and I think I thought it Somnus won... one with Ascendancy, maybe? Yeah, so it, it was second place last season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it has won before. Yeah. But it's 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 amazing. Everyone's like, "Oh, it's the best deck. It's gonna win everything." And it's like, "Yeah, it's it's great. It's very consistent." But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you know, it's it's nice that the metagame is still balanced, so you can find yourself playing against other decks and not just forty-two Atarka Red Mirrors, right? Yeah, and honestly, I think that there was a pretty low total number of people playing Atarka Red at the end of before Guilds of Ravnica came out. Just mm-hmm. they happened to be good players on the deck, and they converted well. So we had two get into the top eight, and both of those went on to take first and second. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about this season, or do you want to talk about like the Hallelujah re- 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 results first? Let's talk about, about this season just because you're talking about a Tarka Red, and it seems to be back hard. You know, these red decks, Yeah. I think people are really trying them out. There's a, a lot of a Tarka Red in... So so let's just, uh, first of all, say, so this well, Untap Open League, we've got a group of people that they like to meet together online, they meet through Discord, and they play on Untap, which is a free program. And mm-hmm. we had just under 50 people um, sign up for the league this time. So there's yeah. going to be weekly matchups. There'll probably be seven rounds, I would think. Is it seven, or I thought it was going to be six and then a top Yeah, top um, eight, I'll, I'll have to see what we end up doing. It'll be either six or seven rounds of Swiss and then a top eight, and we uh, we always follow the results of that. So it's, it's a nice yeah, but, free online way for people to try Frontier because it's hard to get everyone together in one place. Yeah, and this this is the most we've ever had. Last season we had 33 because a lot of people were on summer vacation, and then like I think before that we had like 40-ish, I want to say, and then... We had forty-four before that, so you know we we've always we've been we've been hovering around forty, which has been great. But you know, getting forty-nine, wow! Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we are so close to, you know, basically mirroring what it's like to play in, like the uh, Hallelujah Gata Frontier events. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Like their events have been getting like you know twenty-ish people, twenty-five people, uh, you know 
on average now and you know we're getting 40-ish or 50-ish I mean I'm I'm excited to see where how high we can go I think it'll keep going up mm-hmm. so yeah you want to talk about the metal game breakdown a little bit yeah, so like I was just starting to say, is we are getting a lot of red decks. I think a lot of people are trying out. Um, we've got a Targa Red as the number one deck with six copies of it. We've got mm-hmm. Blue Red Prowess. We've got three copies of that. One that's more of a Blue Red Wizards. It's a fourth copy. There's Mono Red Wizards. There's a Blue Red mm-hmm. in Soul. So I think a lot of people are going with these very aggressive red decks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so I mean that that I think that's also a sign, like you said, that a lot of people are are trying frontier because you know they don't want to you know pick something that might not do well they want they want the you know most consistent deck or the deck maybe that's Mm -hmm. easier to play than others so i think that's a really good sign to see all of these players this season Uh, i would say Um, the second thing after that is let abzan there's a lot of abzan mm -hmm. aggro decks there's an abzan scales deck there's an abzan Mm -hmm. walkers deck an abzan warriors deck i don't know what they're doing (laughs) Um, so a lot of people really, you know, green, black, white seems like a very strong color combination in Frontier right now. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if I would put scales with the other Abzan decks. It's kind of its own its own thing. But, but yeah, definitely there's a lot more Abzan this season than ever before. It, it, it had pretty much dropped off uh, the face of the earth for like the last two or three seasons. Mm-hmm. And why, why was that again? So I mean, why don't we talk a little bit about those two decks? Let's talk a little bit about Atarka yeah. Red. Well, Red. let's call it Red Aggro, and let's talk about Abzan decks. Did they get yeah. new things, and what did they get? And how do you think they stand in the meta game right now? Well, I want to talk about Abzan first, just because they got the the the, the best cards, I think. Uh, Assassin's Trophy is by far yes. the uh, biggest impact card in Abzan. Yeah, I'd say that's um, they, a big impact card. It's had a good effect on the format. You know, maybe they played push before, or maybe they played, you know, cut before, or maybe they played Abzan's charm before. But nothing could just kill anything. Mm-hmm. So you know, this is just a what a, a catch all. You know, it, it's like all right, do whatever you want. I don't care. I'm just gonna smash face. So you have a, an answer for everything now. Yeah, you aren't as worried about Planeswalkers, you aren't as worried about Marvel, things like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you I think that's it... that's only the, really the start of what they got, though. Mm-hmm. What, what, what do you think is... What, so, what else do you think has made a big impact? I think Knight of Autumn is a huge impact card. Even if they don't play it in the main deck, I think that this mm-hmm. has helped flip a lot of matchups for Abzan. So... It's really, really good into red aggro decks because you mm-hmm. either gain four life with it or it's a big threat or you take out their copter on curve, which is just such a powerful effect to be able to do. And mm-hmm. something that you couldn't really dedicate a card to destroy an artifact when the only artifact your opponent's playing is Smuggler's Copter, but this has mm-hmm. other modes that make it always worth playing. So I think that's a big benefit. Um, I would go on, though. I've got a couple more that it's gotten. I mean, would would you say that that because of Night in Autumn and because of Assassin's Trophy, that basically Abzan decks don't need to run Dromoka's Command anymore? I think that's fair. There are some places where Dromoka's Command is very good. It can actually get a two v one. It um it's very good alongside Life Link, and it does beat down some very big things. But I, I would agree that you could probably stand to cut it, or maybe it goes into the sideboard now. 
Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, if you need that extra enchantment removal, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and of course, you know, the shock lands. Yes. I think that's huge. Yeah, that's another big thing is that wedge mana was always very weak, so being able to fetch for green-black, that helps Abzan quite a bit. Yep, yeah. Um, the... You know, very very soon they'll have, you know, be able to fetch the godless shrines as well, so it'll get even better. Mm-hmm. So the other one that I was going to say is, to me, a big addition to Abzan Aggro that I think is a very good card is Pelt Collector. So yeah, I think I've that... seen that show up not mm-hmm. only in, not only in Abzan, but like in the other green decks. Yeah, a lot of people trying green Stompy, green red Stompy, green white Stompy, some things like that, and uh, I think it's good there. I think that Abzan previously, they had a few options. A lot of people were now defaulting to Elvish Mystic as their one drop of mm-hmm. choice. So that led to some very explosive starts for Abzan. But to me, the problem was that you would hit your one seed Rhino in your hand, and if they have an answer for it, your hand really fizzles out with those kind of builds yeah. that are Elvish Mystic based. And Pelt Collector is something that, oh, you play another creature or two, and suddenly it's a 4-4, it's a real threat on its own. So that's a huge amount of strength coming from a 1-1 in the deck. Yeah, and if they kill your Siege Rhino, it gets even bigger. Because mm-hmm. it it's whenever a creature dies or not. And I know we talked about Pelt Collector a little bit on our one of our past podcasts, and we, we were saying it was going to show up in Scales as well. I think I saw some people playing that actually as well. Yeah, I didn't. I know that some people are on scales. I didn't check to see if they had pelt collector. I, I do love the idea of pelt collector on one, and you play the uh, the the winding constrictor on two, and suddenly it's a three three. I mean, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what uh, pelt collector ends up doing. I think uh, it'll be one of the premier one drop green cards in in frontier, next to like well, like warden mm-hmm. of the you know. All right, so why don't we talk now about what red, what red aggro decks got new from Guilds of Ravnica, and whether you mm. think they're good in the meta right now. All right, well, the most obvious one again, um, I would say, is Risk Factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, that card's been good. Anyone who's been following Standard knows that it has been showing up in multiples, and uh, I think that. So, do you think it's a main deck card in an Atarka Red style deck, or do you think that that's a sideboard card? Uh, I think it's going to be a mainboard card. I don't think it's going to be a four of card though. Mm-hmm. Okay. I th- I think especially like in the burn centric decks, uh, you know, like I I've, I've been talking about the Hallelujah um, Wizard burn decks that have been showing up recently. That kind of card would fit in great because you're going to get that early damage in. You're going to get them in the red, and they're like, oh, I can't really take another four damage here. Okay, draw three. Mm-hmm. Or is it draw three or draw four? I can't remember. It's draw three, but then you know, yeah. then they can draw more of copies of it, and it just keeps going and going. Yeah, it's it's pretty yeah. disgusting in that way if you're far enough ahead. Yeah, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Puts your opponent in a very bad situation if you cast that, and it's got jump start. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, you're drawing just lands. Okay, four damage again, or can I draw three cards? And, and so you know, you get amazing. You also get value if you loot it away with a smuggler's copter early when you don't want to play it from your hand. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely good in that kind of deck. What hey, else what do you think? Red uh, cards? So I think that the Runaway Steamkin, what do you think of that card? Yeah, I, I don't know where that fits. I mean, it's good to get, like, you know, plus, you know, that bonus. Is it two mana for 1-1? One, one? And then it gets, like, plus one counter for each... Um, what's where 
for it's a red spell, red spell you, cast. you cast. Yeah, any red spell. Yeah. I don't know. I and mean, then I on top of that, you, you get to blow it for mana if you want to, or if anyone's, you know, they try and blow it up, you spend the three mana and throw out a risk factor, something like that. I don't know if it's something that you want to use. How do I say it? It's not something that you want to use like in the, the really fast, aggressive decks. I think it'll fit into more of like the big red, maybe with like um, Hazarets and hmm. uh, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to have Glorybringer. Probably not, but maybe like a deck that has like Chandra's, um, you know, th- things like that. I think that's where Steamkin will fit in. I don't think it'll be in Atarka that much or the Mono Red Wizards. Hmm. Okay. I mean, you do want to be chaining some spells with it so that you get its ability off, but... Yeah, I can, we can see where it goes. So uh, on that topic, we also do need to mention that Blue-Red Shockland has also given those kind of decks a new ability. So now the mono-red wizard decks, we're seeing a blue-red wizard's deck. We're seeing yeah. some blue-red... You know, I'm, I'm even seeing versions of a Tarka red that'll splash for treasure crews. I've seen people trying out things like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, was the mana really that bad, though, in blue-blue-red before? I mean, I you think had it was. Siobhan, Siobhan you Reef, really right? needed and then to... You had... You really needed the untapped red mana, so you couldn't be running, like, Island, and that means that you don't have very many blue sources, so sometimes you'll not be able to play your blue at all. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that blue-red, the artifact decks, they managed to survive because they had Spire of Industry and a lot of non-blue spells, but to be a real blue-red deck was was pretty difficult before. And I guess, well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, in this new super aggro metagame, I don't know if playing a lot of shocks is going to be the way to go, especially if you don't have a way to gain life. And I don't, I don't mm-hmm. really see blue red, you know, really winning the race. I, of course they have shrapnel blasts if they're doing the artifact version, but not the, how do I say the wizard version? Okay. So a red, a lot of people are playing it. People thought it was good before. Do you think it's better now? And do you think it's good in the meta now? I don't think it's, I think it's about the same. Hmm. I mean, because some, I mean, it, there's just so many different ways to build it. I mean, people were playing Stoke to Flames before, you know, and just using that as like extra four damage, and that's kind of what Risk Factor has taken over as. You know, it's like the four damage, but it's also card advantage. Um, hmm. I think it's not. I think it's gonna be better next season when we get Stomping Grounds. Okay. Right now. I don't. I think it's just there, there wasn't really a big change. I don't think risk factor really changes things around that much. I think for me, I'm kind of on the same page. I think that too many people are playing it, and I think that some of them are going to get smashed. So you personally, I know you're on black white angels, and I think that yeah. might be a great spot to be. I think that red white would have been a great spot to be for all of the sweepers, and really mm-hmm. anyone who's running Abzan and has access to those Knight of Autumns and. They're going to look so good into these Atarka Rack decks when they're playing so many Knight of Autumn. Um, really, any kind of green-white deck that gets to play some of these. I think that some of them are going to get smashed, hopefully. The other thing I want to say is that I think Control might be decent mm-hmm. into Atarka Red. I mean, we've yeah. been seeing that in, in Hallelujah, is that the, the Control decks kind of hated out the Atarka Red decks. They were trying to do other things. And while we didn't group them all in together, there are... Let me see. I'm just looking through here. We've got like... I think six to seven, maybe? We have six to seven control decks, I think. Yeah, I mean, there's if you count Grixis Dragons, certainly, there's Esper Control, there's Grixis Control, Grixis Midrange, Mono Blue Control. Um, blue-black Control. Blue-black Control, control. Sultai Control. 
Sultai yeah. Delirium. So a lot of different, you know, control mid-rangey decks. I think that mm-hmm. some of those are really going to smash against the red decks of the format when they're running sweepers, they're getting life gain. It's going to look pretty good. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, um, should we talk about maybe decks that we are kind of surprised didn't show up in this season? Hmm. So like yeah, we had a lot. Of, we have a lot of red aggro. We have a lot of Abzan. We have a lot of you know control. That's like I don't know, maybe sixty percent of the total meta here. Um, but like, mm-hmm. I didn't see any Sahili combo this season. Yeah, I think it's crazy that Sahili combo is kind of hiding. Um, I've been testing some with Sahili combo. I want to say that Knight of Autumn is awesome in the deck. Mm-hmm. I think that might so be a reason. Four color Sahili. Yeah, that might be one reason that it'd be able to come back is because Knight of Autumn's really good when you can, you know, copy it and get rid of an artifact or copy it and gain mm-hmm. four life, blink it, all those things. Well, it doesn't do well against aggro, correct? Sahili? It, it, it still doesn't. Too, it takes too long to set up. Yeah, it probably has never done great into a Tark Red, so I can see where it probably wouldn't have been the safest right now. I think that the format should be playing more of it. It's definitely an underplayed so, deck. But So what about... Jeskai control with Sahili as an alternate combo win. I like that. I think that's a good deck. I was um, testing that for the previous season. I thought that mm-hmm. I had a very good Atarka matchup, and that was pretty much where I wanted to be on Sahili. Mm-hmm. Um, another one. Now Aetherworks. let's talk more. Oh. oh, sorry. But yeah, I was going to say Aetherworks hasn't shown up at all recently either. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, is that more than just Sahili, we don't have Aetherworks, and I also don't see Ascendancy, which was putting up two to three to four high-performing results. And I think mm. that a lot of people right now are scared off by the Night of Autumn, they're scared off by the Assassin's Trophy, they're assuming, hey, they're going to blow up my Marvel, they're going to blow up my Ascendancy, and uh, some people are kind of keeping off of that. Well, there actually are two Ascendancy decks this season. I believe they're, that they're token they're decks. Combo. Yeah, yes. yeah, they're not combo decks. Yeah, they're both decks. Jeskai tokens. So it's like, oh, you get rid of it? Sure, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I got all these tokens to attack you with. Hmm. Okay, so what else did you want to talk about? Any other interesting decks? Any Anything other surprising that cards? Or, yeah, mm-hmm. what about surprising cards? You know, cards that, you know, like we talked about Pelt Collector. I, I, you know, I didn't think it would be this popular. I was kind of surprised by how many people played it. I think there's close to about... 20 copies, maybe 16 copies. Hmm. I think at least four people are using that. But yeah, what other cards did you see that are like, wow, they're playing that? Um, I don't know if it's one that I'm seeing that I'm seeing play, but a card that I think I underestimated during our set review and has been looking very good is Deafening Clarion. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, is it uh, on its surface, people are thinking, oh, well, when am I going to get to use the life gain part? It's just a, it's another sweeper. But A, it's a sweeper that doesn't cost double red, so that's a slight increase for certain decks that are red-white X. The other mm-hmm. thing that's really nice with it is Gideon. You play either Gideon, you sweep the board, and then you swing in with a lifelink Gideon. Mm-hmm. That's really, well, it, really powerful. Well, it's not one or both, is it? It is one or both. Is it? L- let me double check, unless if I'm crazy here, but... uh. I do believe it's it's choose either or and. Mm-hmm. Yes, choose one or both. It deals three to each creature, or creatures you control get lifelink until end of turn. Okay, so uh, it looks like uh, Chad Tribal is back. Yeah, so you turn your, your Gideon into a creature and then clear out all of their creatures and swing through, gain a ton of life. Um, 
Another card I didn't expect to see so much of was Thought Erasure. Oh, oh, that that is a card I expected to see a lot of. I said it was one of could yeah. be one of the most played. Yeah, I think that card's great. I think it's absolutely main boardable. It's I don't even hate it into the aggressive matchups because, you know, some of the important things to hit are two, three mana. So, you know, Thought yeah. Erasure on the play, taking a smuggler's copter, that's huge mm-hmm. for a blue black deck. Yeah, and it, it, it's not restrictive like Transgress the Mind or nope. Duress or anything. It's basically Frontier's, um, you know, Inquisition of Kozilek or Thossies. Yeah, it, it's finally it, a it's a discard spell that I feel okay mainboarding, which I don't feel like Frontier had before. So just a, a quick story. I, I played against it yesterday, I believe, in my first round of the um, you know Frontier Open. Absolutely destroyed mm-hmm. me. I got hit with it three times, three three turns in a row, and just he, it destroyed my hand. I couldn't put any pressure, and then I I landed one creature, and he's like, "All right, kill it." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great card right now in Frontier, especially if controls trying to how do I say take the 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 mantle or the you know the the power back from from the aggro decks that have been controlling the the meta game for so long. Yeah. I don't know, were there any other cards? Um, nothing that... at this second I can think of. I think that some of the Convoke cards are decent. Um, I've been playing around with those. I think that both the Planeswalkers are alright. We'll probably see one of them in one or two different decks here and there. I want to talk about uh, the Dragon decks a little bit. The Grixis Dragon decks. I think we had like three, maybe two or three this this season. Okay, yeah. I... I... Okay, so I've been looking at them, and I know the one, the first one I looked at did not look great. It was running like seven six drops and had twenty one lands. Yeah. So uh, that has me a little bit off of them, but I think that was the Grixis one. Oh, there may be more than one Grixis one, but I, I think that there's yeah. potential there. I think that, you know, Bolas is a very strong card. Mm-hmm. The yeah, six... Nicole Bolas, and then a lot of these guys are playing Niv Mizzet Parun. Yes. The six. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that in a Grixis deck. But, uh, yeah, it has Haven of the Spirit Dragon that kind of fixes your mana somewhat for, for dragon spells. I would also assume it has the Sarkon that's able able to um, create mana of any color for dragons. Yeah, yeah, the Sarkon Fireblood. Yeah, it's got there. It's got that in there. Um, but, yeah, I, I like I like this list. You know, it's got Draconic Roar. It's got uh, Thought Erasures in there in the main board. Hmm. It's got uh, Crux of Fate. I don't I can't say it. Yeah, Crux of Fate. Crux of Fate. Uh, so it's a very interesting Foul Tongue Invocation. All these these dragon cards that I remember seeing back in Standard, you know, are, are seeing play again. So I'm, I don't know if it'll do well. I hope it does. I think it has a lot better finishers against the control matchup. But uh, I'd have to wait to see what it does, how, how it plays against those really hyper aggressive decks, you know, like Scales or mm-hmm. or like the the Mono Red Wizards. Yeah, I think it's a really cool deck. I'm looking forward to see what that can do. Any other decks you want to point out as something really neat, something you thought was super interesting from Untap, and then we can uh, move on to Haruya. Um, I mean, you know, we have the uh, Sarkhan's Unsealing deck again. The guy's <laughs> playing that. He beat me last season in round one, and then I end up winning five in a row, making top eight. Oh, but, no. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't... I, I like the metagame... There was a black-white life game deck that I thought was kind of interesting, but I heard it lost its its first round. Hmm. Um, your deck looks interesting. 
you're playing like a planeswalker or super friends deck yeah yeah um i've been kind of saying for a while that you know people talk about like oh yeah lost legacy that was good as a six mana card that just brings you all this value if that card was playable then primeval's glory with rebirth has got to be playable right ah you're playing that what i don't see it where is that at there's so many one-ofs it's hard to see so you have just a one of that uh, i've got a two of that i believe actually so all, <laughs> Going the, all in there. All, so all your legends you have ishkana you have nissa the vastwood seer tassiger you have well what's it what's the oath of nissa is also legendary right Oath of Nyssa is legendary, as is the mm-hmm. Liliana's Oath. I've got the one land, and then all of the Planeswalkers are legendary, of course. Yeah, so Johnny Unyielding, Gideon of the Trials, Liliana, The Last Hope, Nahiri, Omnixilis, Soren, and then right down there, I can't really see the rest. Who else do you have in there? Ah, Soren, Vraska, oh, and there I see the Primeval's Glorious. That that looks hecka fun. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. I just hope people I don't watch run, that next you know, time you counterspell. Play. Yeah. Yeah, and if and if they do, oh, you're playing Primeval's Glorious. Oh, I don't have a counterspell for that, so you get all your stuff back. Mm-hmm. And since yeah, I'm playing like the real that. long game, I'm willing to play the full uh, four four um, Assassin's Trophy. Hmm. It may not be good, but I thought this was a fun deck, and I wanted to play something a little bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I I really like this metagame. I I, I like. Uh, Everyone's not really running the same deck. They're running similar decks, but there's still a lot of variety. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to this season. All right, why don't we move on to talk about Hallelujah? Because there was an event this weekend on the seventh, and uh, that also had some some new cards in it. So pretty interesting there, I think. Yeah, I don't have that up right now. So oh. do you have it up? Can you? Yeah, I've got the top. I'll run through the quick top eight and then talk about some yeah. cards there. So their number one and number two were both mono red wizard burn. So we've been seeing mm-hmm. that deck show up already. Um, one of them had Risk Factor and Runaway Steamkin. The other one was playing Copter instead of some of those cards. Um, mm-hmm. Then we had two copies of Abzan and Third and Fourth, uh, both running History of Benalia, which is an nice, interesting yeah. twist. And uh, that, that card also goes along very well with Night of Autumn, then. So it's kind of like a night sub-theme, then? Maybe yeah, maybe. Because, you know, you have, you have the night tokens, you have the the night, uh, you know, I mean, the Night of Autumn. You've got Gideon, who creates night allies. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I see how that works. Mm-hmm. Um, then there was the uh, black-red aggro, which we've been seeing do well. We've got a Jeskai mm-hmm. Black. We've got a blue-red Wizards and a blue-red Counter Burn, which was a very funny deck. Um, I, I want to build something. I want I want to try and build off of this guy's list and see if it's something viable. Yes, yeah, we were talking about that before. I think uh, Matt was talking about like Baral plus Electromancer. Wow, you know, just make mm-hmm. something from that. You know, it just makes it a lot easier to to play your spells and maybe not only if i would say combo off but you can get a lot of value from that i mean he went all in with four mind to swipe which i think is a little bit more aggressive than what i would be willing to do but i mm-hmm. probably want to play one to two or three of that card and see how it goes yeah and then thing in the ice would be good in that deck yeah mm. Ooh, yeah i could see thing in the ice doing well i like it i like it yeah so that was only the first one um so I'm actually working in Tokyo on Wednesdays now, and Hallelujah has uh, a weekly tournament Wednesday nights. So I'll be going every week and be able to play Paper Magic every week now, which is going to be great. So if I see anything else, any other interesting decks, I'll definitely be sure to let everybody know. Awesome, awesome. 
So one more thing, I guess, you know, if we're not if we're done talking about the top eight of Hallelujah, um, mm-hmm. what do you think are going to be the top eight decks for this season? What's what's your prediction? So I think at least one Matarka will, will, you know, they'll find the matchups they need and get it get their way up there. But I think mm-hmm. that they are more than not going to get overrun by some of the Abzan, some of the control. So I'm expecting mm-hmm. a lot of conversion on those decks. Mm. So yeah, I think yeah, I, I kind of agree. At least one Atarka, maybe two at the most. Probably one of the mono red wizard decks, the burn mm. decks. I think they can squeak in if they get like the slower matchups. And yeah, I also agree. Abzan control is probably going to have probably two, maybe. I don't know if I'll see. I don't know if I don't know if I would say three, but I think at least two um, control decks will show up. And I, I kind of like Somnus's uh warrior deck this season so it's it's basically humans but it's, it's warriors you know hmm. it's a collected company deck and it's a lot faster than the bent humans list that people have been throwing around the last few seasons yeah so again like we said assassin's trophy is just amazing and the mana is so much better so I'm, I'm yeah, I think I would get something well. similar for my. I would probably say maybe two to three control, maybe three Abzan, an Atarka Red, and a Mono Red Wizard, something like that. I mean, I guess that's pretty boring. I don't have any of the rogue ones. Maybe one will get in over like a control deck, something like a mid range mm-hmm. or a uh, just something fun. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Great. So right, if uh, people aren't playing, fo- you should be following along. Um, get in by the time this is out. You know, we'll already be halfway through this season, I think, because uh, we're a week ahead of you now, and this will come out yeah. a week later. So, yeah, um, follow it online. If you're in Hallelujah, make sure to go into the store. They've been doing some great Frontier events, and New Frontier looks awesome so far. Yeah, please stop on in. You know, Check out the Discord channel. Talk to some people about Frontier. If you're on Untap, look for the... Frontier games when they go up and spectate, you know, get a, get a feel for the the format. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, last thing, I'd just say um, make sure to reach out to us. I heard a few people talk to us about cards they thought we missed on when we were talking about um, cards that were played in the standard that weren't making it into Frontier. So we had a few people calling us out on that. So uh, I, I love that. I'd love to talk to you guys. Make sure to contact us at MTG Frontier, MTG underscore Frontier on Instagram, MTG Final Frontier on Reddit, or MTGFinalFrontier.com as our website and uh, you can also find us on discord and just bug us there which i think is what a lot of you do and if you guys want to chat with me about frontier please find me on twitter at yo Schwenke, or you can check out my website www.thejapanhobbyist.com all right so as everyone as always for everyone out there we look forward to being your go-to source for frontier information online your final frontier signing off mm-hmm.